Hello and welcome to the Raw Central podcast from rawcentral.co.uk. I'm Lydia Starbuck, the news editor. I am Monique Blocks, the assistant editor. And I'm Brittany Barger, the deputy editor. And on this week's podcast, it's Valentine's Day, that time of year. We have a happy romantic story to talk about because we've just found out when Princess Beatrice will be getting married and where. All the details are on the site on rawcentral.co.uk. But it's going to be a London wedding and it's going to be a May wedding. Um, and it's quite a small venue. So let's start with where she's getting married. She will marry Eduardo Mapelli Mozzi, my favourite name. I can't spell it or say it. But <laughs> well, he goes by Ido, no? <laughs> let's go with Ido, yeah. B and okay. Ido are getting married at the Chapel Royal St. James's Palace on May the 29th, 2020. A very small, very discreet, very private venue. Well, considering the circumstances, I think the venue was to be expected. Perhaps it was also Beatrice's choice as well to have it a little bit more private than her sister. Yeah, because this will be quite a small wedding, won't it? Because the, the chapel only seats a few hundred people and it's inside St. James's Palace. So although it's a public chapel, people can go to services there on certain yeah. days, certain times. For the purposes of royal ceremonies, it's private. It's within the confines of the palace, which means we're unlikely to see Beatrice driving up to the palace doors. She'll probably be inside the palace and walk into the chapel and we're not going to get crowds waiting for the arrival of the royal family. Right. That's a shame. <laughs> I really do love seeing people arrive for a wedding. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and because of circumstances and things, you know, the, the reception is going to be at Buckingham Palace, but there's not going to be a carriage ride or anything like that. Her and her husband are not, you know, they're not going to be wa- waving and to the public. It's just the way the situation is because of her father's relationship with Epstein. And it, it's just not going to happen. I know some people thought on Twitter that maybe they'd have a carriage ride, but that mm. I do not think that's going to happen. It's going to be no, completely private. We'll get, yeah, we'll get, we'll get some photos after the fact, maybe Princess Eugenie will post a few snaps yeah. from Beatrice getting ready. You know, <laughs> the lovely sister. I, I think we can all safely assume she'll be the matron of honor. So she might post some photos of, of her big sister getting ready and talking about how proud she is and things like that. Yeah, because that was the lovely thing about the announcement this week. There's been a lot of speculation about it. They announced their engagement in September. Usually you get a royal wedding within six or seven months of an engagement being announced. But we were still waiting for details. I mean, it's about six months on from the announcement and we still didn't know when or where because, as you said, this controversy around Prince Andrew's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, convicted sex offender, it keeps on growing and growing, partially because the Duke of York gave that interview, which he never needed to give in the first place, but it turned mm. into a complete disaster. So it's there has been lots of speculation about could Beatrice have this kind of public wedding that all her cousins had had because of the fact that she'll be arriving with her father, the Duke of York, and there were concerns about him being booed and that spoiling the day. So this kind of seems a compromise option, doesn't it? But you can't actually see the couple then coming out, having been married and getting in a carriage because there won't be anyone there to cheer them. Uh, perhaps she prefers it this way. We just don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're all presuming she wanted a big wedding, but actually that might mm. always have been her intention. And the Chapel Royal at St. James's has got some really personal links, hasn't it? Because she was baptised there mm. in 1988. And it's also the place, mm. I'm looking at Mo, history of royal women expert. It's the place where Queen Victoria is idols. It's where she got married. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I tried to look up the date as well to see if she had any... Uh, 
uh, anniversaries to coincide with her wedding date. And uh, actually, Queen Victoria's parents were married on the 29th of May as well in Germany, their first wedding ceremony. So that's a nice link as well. Oh, I didn't know that. That is lovely, isn't it? So yeah. she's marrying on the yeah. anniversary of the wedding of Victoria and Edward, Duchess and Duke of Kent in the place where Queen yeah. Victoria and Prince Albert got married. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's a pretty nice link to have again. And I, I believe Beatrice also lived at St. James's Palace for a while, so she probably knows Chapel Royal really well. So it's probably a very nice place for her to get married. So it's got lots of special links to her. And then she does get yeah. the reception at Buckingham Palace, which is, you know, the jewel in the royal crown, mm-hmm. isn't it? Only the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge out of the, the Queen's grandchildren have had their reception there so far. So that's pretty special. Yeah. And I guess a lot more people will be invited to that as well. So she'll still have a big party, but just not at the chapel itself. And as we were talking about Queen Victoria, because now we've got on to, we know where it is and we know when it is, we can start speculating about the dress and the flowers and the tiara and the jewels. <laughs> Do you think, because I don't know, I, I get the feeling that the Queen as her grandmother has probably got a bit of sympathy for Beatrice's situation because mm-hmm. her preparations mm-hmm. have been clouded with controversy through no fault of her own. Do you think she might lend her some of Queen Victoria's jewels for the wedding day? Hmm. It would be lovely to see that that blue brooch brooch again. So um, maybe that would be a nice touch. And of course, there's always that myrtle in the bouquet that basically every Windsor bride has had so far. That also dates from Queen Victoria's time. And I'm not sure if if many other of the um, jewels survive. I believe Queen Victoria herself actually wore blossom in her hair. So perhaps... She could do something like that as well. We'll have to see. But that brooch would be lovely. It would, wouldn't it? That sapphire brooch yeah. that Prince Albert gave yeah. to Victoria as a wedding gift, which the Queen wears. But do we see other royal women wearing it that often? I don't believe I have, but I could be wrong. I'm not really the jewellery expert here. So it would be nice, wouldn't it? You kind of think if there was something special that just belonged to Victoria, it would give that extra royal touch. It'll be interesting to see what tiara she chooses as well. I don't think that she'll be in the tiara that her mother wore simply because that's the tiara her mother wore to marry her father and all the issues there. Um, So I think it'll be interesting to see what tiara she chooses. But like you said, maybe if the queen does have some sympathy for her granddaughter because everything that's going on is no fault of hers, maybe she'll give her a better selection of tiaras to choose from, maybe a bigger (laughs) sparkler as a kind of... (laughs) halfway apology that you know she's not getting the same type of wedding as her little sister had and everything Mm. so we'll see but it would be nice to see her in a nice sparkler tiara she's got the hair and the face to pull off a big one so Mm -hmm. that would be nice (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah, it would, wouldn't it? And because and when they announced it, we kind of presumed it'd be St. George's Chapel with a reception at Windsor, yeah. like Eugenie, like Harry and Meghan. But that kind of became a no-no within weeks because of the ongoing controversy around the Duke of York. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe a consolation queen for the day, Tiara. Mm-hmm. I think that would be nice. <laughs> we will see. And there'll be lots of coverage on royalcentral.co.uk yeah. as well as on our social media. Twitter, we are at Royal Central and Instagram, royal.central. Mm-hmm. So we know we've got a royal wedding this year and we know we've got a royal baby coming because uh, in Luxembourg, mm. the hereditary Grand Duke and Duchess are expecting their first child due in May. The question yeah. now is, because of what's been going on in Luxembourg in the last few weeks, will we also get a new monarch in 2020? Because 
because there has been some discussion about whether hereditary Grand Duke Guillaume will become the ruler of Luxembourg before he becomes a father for the first time because of the controversy surrounding his mother in particular and an investigation that's been going on at the royal court, which has turned into a bit of a political hot potato, really. Definitely. When the investigation began that the prime minister of Luxembourg initiated, things started leaking out with allegations against the Grand Duchess, and they didn't sound very good. Um, they were pretty pretty harsh allegations. The Waringa report did come out, and the prime minister later made his comments on it, saying there would be no role for the Grand Duchess in decisions of the court in the future but the Waringa report um, was made public on the 31st of January and it revealed that a culture of fear dominated the Grand Ducal Court alongside mismanagement of staff and a lack of financial transparency. Mr. Waringo said there was in his opinion no other solution than to reform the monarchy. He also said the most important decisions in the field of personnel management, whether at the level of recruitment, assignment to various departments, or even at the dismissal level, are taken by the Grand Duchess. Of course, the whole Waringo report was not completely directed at her. There were other issues about how finances were dealt with in the court, and Mr. Waringo said that he was unable to determine if the private activities of the Grand Ducal couple were financed with state funds or private funds, and he demanded that that be answered immediately. But back when it comes to the staff and everything, they were, he also said that the staff was at a constant state of unease. They were always overly cautious of what they were saying. The workplace was not happy. Um, they were often ill, looking for work, suffering anxiety and under pressure. And then it became known a few days later that the police in Luxembourg have opened up an investigation into alleged violence at the court. No person has been named in that, depending on what those results of the police investigation are. That can be extremely damning for the monarchy because it's already doing some damage. You know, is the Grand Duke going to be forced to abdicate and let his son take over? Um, These are questions... There are many questions that we don't have the answers to at the moment because investigations are still ongoing. Yeah, I mean, Xavier Bettel, the Prime Minister of Luxembourg, made his statement in the middle of the week. And like you said, um, he was talking about the kind of blueprints going forward, who would have responsibility in the in the Grand Ducal Court. And that's what he said. No role is planned for the Grand Duchess. But he said it was still kind of being fine-tuned, didn't he? The details are still being worked out. And like you said, there was that focus on money because it's government money that pays for staff. So... He said he was concerned he hadn't been kept informed of everything that was going on. So although it's not kind of overtly damning language, it feels like the the authority of the monarchy is suffering a little bit of an erosion at the moment and it leaves it in a precarious position. Would that be fair? I think it, that would be fair. And I think the results of what is yet to come could really turn the tide either way it's a strange situation isn't it because grand duke Henry's coming up for the 20th anniversary of his accession he became grand duke in the autumn of 2000 so really this year he should be looking at jubilee celebrations looking forward to becoming a grandfather again welcoming a future grand duchess or grand duke when guillaume and stephanie welcome their baby but the monarchy in luxembourg is now completely dominated by this controversy the scandal is is taking over and you know that has to have effects on the Grand Duke and Grand Duchess's children and grandchildren. 
that that that's natural. You're going to be impacted by things that are being said about your family, and especially with Stephanie going through a pregnancy now, and there's a lot of pressure, obviously, on them because of what's going on with the rumors flying. Is Henry going to be forced to abdicate? No one, you know, knows what what the future holds. So th- there's a lot of, like I've said, unknowns and a lot of pressure. I think on the family. So how likely do we think it is that Luxembourg will have a new monarch by the end of the year? I don't think they'll go that far. I think if uh, they manage to reform the monarchy as they want to and limit uh, the Grand Duchess's rule, I think if Henry steps up, I think it will be... He's quite popular, so I think everything will be fine in that regard. But I think if the Grand Duchess really does become unhappy, she might, you know, want to leave... But honestly, I don't think it will it will get that far, especially with the baby on the way. I think Henry will do whatever he can to make sure that his son and his and his daughter-in-law can raise that child in peace, at least for now. At least get those first few months, at least have baby arrive yeah. and be able to enjoy baby rather than facing the pressure of, of taking the reins while yeah. that's going on as well. And of course, any abdication in those circumstances is damaging to the monarchy. And just last year, Mm -hmm. Luxembourg's royals were celebrating the accession of Grand Duchess Charlotte, who was Henri's grandmother, but she took the throne, didn't she, because of a forced abdication. So it's there in the history. Yeah, yeah. And she she even, she took over from my elder sister, who was accused of uh, being too friendly with the Germans during the First World War. And she even held a referendum to make sure that this is what the people of Luxembourg wanted, that she that she was wanted as a monarch. So she did the right thing, and I don't think it will get this, that far this time around. We will have to see, as you said, Brittany, there are so many things that we just don't know at the moment. Yeah. As they are uncovered, as they're reported, you'll find them all on the site on royalcentral.co.uk, as well as on our social media, Royal uh, Central on Instagram. Is Caesar going to appear again soon on the Royal Central Instagram? <laughs> he actually appeared this morning. Did he? Oh, look at that. <laughs> Who's not checking their phones? So Caesar is back on the Royal Central Instagram. Mm-hmm. He has shared his favorite story from the week. So You need to follow us on royal.central to find out what Caesar's latest favorite story is. Exactly. <laughs> and to answer some questions that we've gotten, the reason we do not use the swipe up feature in our stories is because Instagram has a rule that you cannot use the swipe up feature to add links to stories until you have 10,000 followers. So that's why we haven't used that to make it easier on you because we can't do that yet. So we're sorry. <laughs> so keep following Follow us. Follow us. <laughs> and you can get even more royal news even more quickly and even more easily. So fingers crossed that will happen soon. I have to uncross yes. the fingers swipe, but keep them crossed. We'll get the 10,000 <laughs> followers and then we'll be able to share even more raw news with you. We'll do all of that as well in our next podcast. But for now, thank you very much for listening and bye-bye. Bye. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye.